This is a slaying moment. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Slaying for Me. I am your host, Alexis A. McCoy. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. The warm, the weather is warm now. So I hope everybody's in good spirits and you done got outside and went, you know, went to go do some outside activities and got to like plan your vacations for the summer or whatever you want to do this summer. I hope you guys are in good spirits. So last week I celebrated my first wedding anniversary me and my husband made it to one year um and beyond honey we praying it and beyond okay um so I was so excited this this past week and all you know after this this past weekend I was just like oh my god I'm so blessed you know how time just flies so fast and you know, everybody, all of our friends and stuff that attended the wedding, that was like, man, it's been a year already. It seemed like it's been a long, uh, pandemic type of thing. Um, excuse the noise. That was my alarm on my phone. Um, so, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, a year does go by so fast. You know how people say, you know, when you see a little kid and then next thing you know, they're a big person now. It's like, dang, time does fly so fast. It, it, it flies by so fast. And, and when you're having fun, it flies by faster. <laughs> it seems like. And I feel like this year was definitely filled with a lot of great moments for us in our marriage. And, you know, we had some challenging times, of course, you know, you know, some testing moments in our first year, but you know, thank God we made it to our first year. And I, that was the whole thing for me. Like, God, I just want us to make it to our anniversary. Like I was excited leading up to it, but you know, now that we are a year in, I'm like, okay, come on, come on, God, you got us. We, we moving, we got a purpose. We got a plan. So, um, we spent the weekend together. We, we have a, we had a long weekend actually. So we decided to take a couple of days off of work to like spend some time together. We went to the beach on our actual anniversary, which was so cool. It was so nice. It wasn't really anybody on the beach. So we got up early in the morning, had our breakfast together, chatted, um, took a ride down the coast, um, down to the shore and, uh, we spent the day on the beach and it was so great. It was just the two of us. We had our snackies. The- that's my word. I got my snackies. Um, so we had our snacks. We had, um, refreshing water. We ain't taking no libations with us because my husband was like, no, nah, we can be drinking on the beach. But, you know, I wasn't sad about that, but we did have a good time. We had water. We had all of like the, the zuzus and wham whams. Um, and we just enjoyed good music, good sun, um, laughter and we talked and then, um, we, when we came back the following day, we, uh, on Sunday, we just stayed in the bed and watched Bear Lair, which took us some time to get into, but we, we made it. We made it. And it's a good show. So I'm excited for second season. I want to know what the second season is going to be about. So I'm super excited. We finally got to watch it. So that was, you know, that was my weekend, you know, um, returning back to work and everything is going to be it's going to be different because now I'm a year old married woman okay <laughs> so I'm um, I'm so excited and I'm so thankful and honored to be able to share my story and my journey 
um, as a woman and as a married woman with you guys and be able to walk through this life with such a brilliant and beautiful man that God has sent me um, personally for me. So I'm so honored and thankful. So happy anniversary to my husband um, again and to myself for and thank God for allowing for us to be here another year to share our union. So lately I've been seeing videos of people expressing how free they are and um, the importance of freedom. Like we always hear people talk about, you got to be free. You got to be financially free. You got to be mentally free. You got, you know, everybody has that rhetoric. I even speak that rhetoric of you, you know, you got to have freedom. You have to have freedom to create. I normally come from a creative perspective, (laughs) be like, you got to be freely able to create, you know? Um, But so I decided after looking at all of these videos, I wanted to look up what the, what freedom really means, right? Because we talk about freedom, but do we know the exact definition? Or are we really acting in our freedom, our freedom life for real? So freedom means the power or the act to, or the right to, to act. Let me start that over, with Freedom, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one once without hindrance or restraint. So when you think about the the definition, it says to act, speak, and think without hindrance or restraint. How many of us are really at that at that point in our life where we acting like we don't have nothing holding us back or we we don't have anything restraining us for what we're doing? But really in reality, we are free in different parts of our lives and you know to ha- have complete freedom to me personally means that you know you you have faced your fears i feel like that because in life we all have things that we're fearful of but i feel like to be completely free of all of the things to be able to act and speak and think with no hindrance or restraint we have to be we have to face our fears we have to face our fears um and some people wouldn't agree with that but i feel like in order to be free when they say oh you're fearful of something you got to face your fears in order to get over the fear that's freeing yourself you got to be able to face the fear to free yourself that's basically what they're saying so i looked up the definition of fear fear is to be afraid of someone or something as likely to be dangerous painful or threatening so that means to be fearful of someone or something that can be dangerous to you. It can be painful or threatening. So fear is something we all experience. We all experience fear. Some of us have fears that people will consider big or small, but I think fears are not big or small. I think that fear is just fear. It don't matter how, how you, it can be something as small as, you know, I'm scared of a spider, you know? to something as big as I'm scared, I have the fear of dying, you know, so I believe that, you know, no fear is big or small, we all fear something, you know, some people are willing to face their fears quicker than other people to allow for themselves to be free. And then you have people that have phobias, like I said about spiders, there are people in the world that are so 
deathly afraid of spiders. They just think they have a hard story about spiders. And I feel like facing your fears is getting to the origin of why did this fear come about anyway? Like, why, why are you so afraid of this said spider? Like, I believe that there are people that, um, when we were at the beach, it, this, um, one of the, the moms were there with her little kiddos and it was a bunch of little, little babies around. It was just so cute. They had on their little outfits and their hats and their floaties. So this one little kid, he was excited to be at the beach, but he was not going into that water, honey. And when I spoke with his mom, his mom was like, she said, you know, he will put his feet in the water in the pool, but he, she said, large pools of water scare him. And she, I was like, well, what experience did he have? She was like, he likes baths. He likes that. But she was like, large pools of water scare him. I was like, well, did he see somebody fall into the water? She was like, yeah, his brother jumped in and had a situation. That's why he's fearful. He thinks that water is going to take something, you know, is harmful to the people that he loves. So he expressed that, you know, he's experienced that. I said, what you need to do is build a new relationship with water between him with him and water. Like I was like, he needs to take swimming lessons so he can know how to be able to swim in the water. So when he jump, when he sees it next time, his brother jumping in the water and going underneath the water, he's like, Oh, okay. My brother can swim. He can, he came back up instead of, Oh, he's down underneath there swimming and I don't see him anymore. So she, you know, fear is something that, you know, can origin from seeing and experience a person that you know got bit by a bug or whatever and they had to go to the hospital or a spider and they had to go to the hospital that can startle you that can startle you and put fear inside of you for some people expressing themselves to their parents is fearful right because growing up their parents wouldn't allow for them to say their peace and you know as an adult that can that can go over into your adulthood. Like, oh, my mom said something that really hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to say nothing because, you know, it's disrespectful to say something to my mom and I'm scared of how she's going to react. No, that's fear. You're not scared. That's You're fearful of your parent reaction and how they're going to react and how they're going to make you feel or if you're going to be, if it's going to be dangerous or if they're going to say something painful or threatening to you. That's fear. That is fear all day long. Um, and some people, they have fear of losing loved ones. I know that um, a good friend of mine, she, her mom passed and her biggest fear was like, I don't want to be in this world without my mom. We all don't want to lose our loved ones, but it's a part of life. It really is. And I believe in a rhetoric. I always say that I'm very, very blessed. I love my mom. I love my whole family and my, me and my mom are really, really close. As you guys can tell on, on the episode we did, um, me and my mom are really, really close and I love her with all of my heart and I never want to be out on this earth without her. And I know she never wants to be on this earth without me, but eventually we have to live without one another. As fearful as that is for me to walk through life without my mom, the only thing that I can hold on to is all of the things that she taught me. And that releases me from that fear. I always have my mom with me, regardless, you know, she's thousands of miles away right now and I miss her and I have the fear of something happening sometimes and I'm not going to be able to get to her fast enough, but she's always with me because I'm a part of her and she's a part of me. So I release myself of that fear 
every time that I think about it, because we're connected regardless of where she is in this world or in the universe. And when God ascends her, if he ascends her first or me first, you know, um, so, you know, the fear of losing your loved one, I always um, say that I'm grateful because my mom taught me, has groomed me to live without her, to live without her being present all the time for me. You know, God has set me up to be in a situation where I, if my mom so happened to go, you know, God forbid, and not anytime soon, but if she still happened to leave me, I am set up with people in my life that's going to surround me in that moment, you know, and I'm going to be able to move past that because God is going to put those, you know, release my fear and put freedom around me and put people that are going to instill freedom around me. So, you know, everybody's fear is different. Some people have fear of relationships, you know, fear of getting their hearts broken again. I don't want to get my heart broken again. That's fear. It's dangerous. It's painful. It's threatening. You know, I'm fearful that this person is going to come and shatter me again. And I'm not going to be able to rebuild my pieces again. That's fear. But freedom is... I'm not going to have any hindrance. When I got my heart broken the first time, the very, very first time, and I wouldn't even say I got my heart broken. I got my feelings hurt (laughs) because I really didn't love the person like I thought. I didn't even know really what love was. I wasn't really in love with that person. I was, it was comfort and infatuation in a sense. But, um, the first time that I got my, my feelings hurt was my first boyfriend. He cheated on me. He was my first boyfriend. He was the first person that took my virginity. He was the first person I even gave that much attention to, child. Um, for real, for real. And uh he cheated on me with with somebody that I knew, that we both knew, that were friends of ours. And um I remember thinking to myself, like, oh man, I you know, most people, most women at that time would have been like, I'm you know, I ain't dealing with no dude no more. Forget guys. They all ain't shit. You know, all of that, that negative rhetoric. But to me, I was freed because I was like, you know, I had to be, I didn't have any fear about that. I wanted to be freed from the fact that, you know, he was just a person to teach me something in my life. And the way that I freed myself was that I moved on. I didn't, I, you know, I took my time to grieve or whatever my grieving process was, but I moved on. I, 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 I freed myself because I'm like, you know, he's not hindering me from finding someone else. He's not the only guy in the world. He wasn't the only guy. Yeah. He took my virginity, but that was supposed to happen regardless. And, you know, that was a choice in the time in which we were together. We, that was a choice that I made that I wanted to do. And I wanted to give to him. And he treated me. He it's not like he took my virginity and then ran on. I mean, we was together for three years in the in the tail end of our relationship because I was going one way, he was going a different way. We were gonna separate anyway. So we were gonna be freed from one another. He was ready to he was a little older than I was, so he was ready to like have family and settle down. And I was like, look, we ain't on that type of time. I'm out. Like I'm about to go live my life as other things that I want to accomplish. So we were freed from one another. So I didn't allow fear to say, girl, you ain't going to never find nobody that's going to treat you right. I didn't allow myself to allow for fear to seep into my spirit like that. 
Um, I allow myself to be free, no restraint, no, no hindrance. I'm going to act like I, I want to, I'm, I'm going to find love. I'm going to speak love into my life and I'm going to, um, I'm going to move with love in my life. You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to think with love in my life. I'm going to change my whole perspective, no hindrance. And I did, and I didn't allow for the next guy that came into my life to be punished from this young man's act you know, his behavior that he had at the time. I wasn't going to allow for the new guy to be like, oh, he paying, I'm paying for what old dude did. Nope, you're not going to be able to do that because we'd have moved on from that. So sometimes people fear relationships because they have, they have not, they're not ready to free themselves because they have not faced, faced the fear that um, has caused them to be fearful of relationships. So um, the fear of dying is something that people talk about what we don't really like focus on. So during the pandemic, my niece struggled with going to work. She's a nurse and she worked in this hospital nursing home. I don't know. I think it's a nursing home. But anyway, she works around elderly people in a, in a nursing facility and she just was not doing well during the pandemic. Like she, her anxiety was like, at extreme high where she just was shutting down. She was so, so overwhelmed by the information that the news was giving. You know, the news was fueling the fear. Like they were like on a fear tactic every day. Every day they telling you how many people are dying. Every day they telling you you could potentially die. So for a person that's in that position, and I know that a lot of shout out to all of the um the nurses and doctors and um healthcare professionals that were really in thick of everything during the pandemic and saw so much. And I know it was an anxiety and fear driven situation for them because they're on the front line. So you know. In her particular situation, she's not only on the front line, but she's a person that has underlying health issues. She was a person that was dealing with other people in a nursing home that had underlying health issues. These people are elderly people, so they got all type of issues. So, you know, her clients that she's really close to could potentially die. So that was a lot of anxiety for her. Um, so she was just overwhelmed with so much and we would talk on the phone frequently because she would just get so overwhelmed that it would take over her whole being. She would just, she wouldn't be able to get out of the bed. She was so fearful of leaving the house. And eventually we got to the origin of the fear and the fear that she really, really had. It wasn't about the people dying. It wasn't about, you know, her going to work and she wasn't protecting herself. It wasn't that. It was the fear of her actually dying right and I understood it you know where some people would be like girl you don't you don't know if you're gonna die you know but the fear of death is so it's such a strong fear people don't talk about it but it definitely is something that people um feel sometimes it's a thought that crosses your mind sometimes like damn what if I die and I haven't accomplished anything that's fear it might not, the fear might not be you dying. The fear be, might, might be you not accomplishing the stuff that you want to accomplish. It's still fear. It's still fear. So I expressed to her that, you know, everybody in the world is going to die. We all have an expiration date, just like we have an entry date. And you can't focus on 
death. You can't focus on the death. You can only focus on the moments in which you live. And I said, the way that you can do that is making sure that you are intentionally taking care of yourself. Make sure when you're at work, they test y'all every day. Make sure you got on your mask. Make sure your hands, you're, you're sanitizing yourself. Make sure you're taking all of the proper steps that you need to take to protect yourself from the virus and live your life and live your life and laugh and be joyful, you know, and be happy that God has allowed for you to be here, you know, and focus on the days that you have on this earth. She was, she was afraid to admit to herself that she was fearful of death because she felt like she, it was crazy, but it's normal. It's normal in a world for people to, to be fearful of leaving this earth and leaving everybody that you love behind. It's scary, but freedom comes when you face your fear and it took her some time. Don't get me wrong. It was not overnight. I We had that conversation. It was multiple conversations. It was multiple moments of prayer and, you know, uh, meeting and greeting together and praying and sending scripture and her praying over herself and her going to therapy and talking about it. It was a lot of processing that went through because fear, let's be, let me be clear with the fear, honey. Fear is not only just facing Freedom not only comes with facing your fear, but working through the fear muscle. Because sometimes your fear has multiple different layers, okay? You know, people that were on in poverty and grew up in poverty and they didn't have nothing to eat. They didn't have no running water. They had to struggle for what they, when they get something and they have something stable, they're fearful of going back to that. And it's not just going back to that. It's going back to letting a family down. It's going back to, you know, um, being seen as less. It's so many different layers when we talk about poverty fear, right? Nobody wants to be without, right? But a person that has been without, the fear goes deep. It's deeper than what you, what, what, what it's the surface for most of us. Like, oh man, I went out, I went without bread for a couple of days, but what if bread was the only thing you had to eat? And your fear of, I ain't going to buy bread no more because bread indicates that I'm at my lowest, right? That's deep. That's deeper fear. So you got to work through, okay, bread is not indication that I'm, 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 um, I'm losing something. It's indication that I can afford it. And it's, it's something that I can, I can still enjoy even when I'm at my highest, you know? So fear has multiple different levels, but you have when facing your fear, it's a working muscle. It really is. It really is something that you have to work through. You know, people that have phobias, they're not just saying, oh, I let a spider touch me and I'm I'm just going to be around spiders all day long. (laughs) Like, no, they have to get over the fear of I am letting this spider touch me. I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to jump. I'm not going to, you know, do they have to. It's all mental. So, you know, facing your fears will help you get to freedom. It will help you live, speak, act, and think with no hindrance when you're ready to face it. Because you got to be ready to face your fears to be able to be free, okay? Because not everybody is at that point in their life when they're ready to face the fear. And we cannot force it. We cannot force facing our fears to get to the end result. You, It's a work in progress so um I like to always talk about myself um when I throw out examples and I know that for me 
my I am a dreamer and I am a person that sees dreams and visions of things that I want to do in my life every day. Every day I'm visualizing something. I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to do that. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want, I'm a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. I've always been a person that lives in this, this world of creation, you know? And my biggest fear is what if my dreams and visions that I see are not the dreams and visions God sees for me? Oh, that's such a big fear for me. Let me tell you. All of the stuff that I've been working towards, if God said, girl, I want you to be a doctor, I might be like, Jesus, take me now because I ain't going to be able to do it. But (laughs) I'm just being honest. That is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that God, all of the things that I'm dreaming, I'm speaking, I'm writing down in my vision board, everything. God is like, no, I don't think that's for you. And it's my truth moment. I mean, my mom, um, always says that my plans are not God's plans. And I used to be like, let me tell you, I used to be vexed when she would say it. I'd be like, look, how you know that that ain't God's plans for me? Was you and God chatting without me? Like, why was y'all talking about me behind my back? Like, did you go to him and say something to him about it? And then he came back to you and was like, yeah, you're right. Like, no, how you know, friend? How do you know? And, but the reality is she knew because she had dreams and visions that got rearranged. She wanted to be a social worker and she ended up being a teacher. That wasn't her dream. I mean, it's that kind of in the same field of helping people, but she didn't visualize herself teaching, but you know, God rearranged her where she needed to be with the babies and, and God and lead the babies in a sense, then be a social worker and, you know, you know, going through the babies is just as important as going through the parents. So, you know, I, I always used to be so vexed, but it's true. God's, your plans are not God's plans. And I've been dealing with this fear for years. Like my mom would say, God's plans are not your plan. Or what if, the, what if God doesn't have that plan for you? I used to be looking at her like, what are you and God talking about up there about me? What you praying about, friend? Because I'm going to need for you to pull up on the Alexis team, okay? But it was just me having a fear of she is, to me, it was like she is threatening my dream. She is not, she, I'm fearful that she not supporting the dream. And she up there saying some prayers. But, you know, that's my mom. And I know she's not saying it to hinder me or restrain me from following my dreams. But, the language was definitely piercing to me because I was fearful of that thing. I was fearful of the statement that she was making. Like, why would God not allow for me, allow for me to dream and have visions? And he going to change it. He going to change it. Like, why would he do that? <laughs> why would God do that? Like, I would ask her. I was like, why would God do that? He wouldn't do that. God wouldn't do that to me. And. So this year, I hit a breaking point in my life where I had to face my fear. I had to face the fear of this dream, this vision, the things, all of the things that I had planned for my life. They might not take place in the way in which I want them to. And when I tell you that that facing of my fear brought me to my knees like literally I was like on my knees praying like God what are we doing 
What are we on? What street are we on so I can get on that street? Because I'm facing this, this, um, this disappointment that I don't like while we here. And I'm disappointed because these plans that we had that I had set in place that I was fearful they were going to fall through, they falling through, Lord. So what are we doing? Which street are we on? So I can make sure I'm on that street that leads to the plan. So for me, sometimes people have I've been so afraid that they just shut down and sometimes fear will shut you down and have you vulnerable, so vulnerable emotionally, mentally, and physically. And it is a, it's a heavy burden when you're fearful of something that you know is out of your control. Sometimes when you're fearful of something that you know, you need to face and you know, you need to be freed from in order to move to the next stage in your life in order to be able to get what you need out of life. Child, it's heavy. It is heavy. Fear is heavy when you have to realize, okay, this is not working out. I can't, I can't keep I can't keep, uh, you know, allowing for a spider to move me up out of my house. <laughs> you know, some people, they won't go into a said room if it's an animal or a spider or a bug is in there. They'd be so scared. Like, I ain't, I can't go into that room no more. <laughs> that part of the house is off limits for me. <laughs> but no, I mean, the, the burden, the burden of fear is heavy. And I will say this. It'll get so heavy for you where you, it will force you to fight for your freedom and, and to be free. That, I mean, that was me. I was so fearful that fear had my mind tied up and, and held down. Like I literally struggled for three weeks mentally to, and fought to get my freedom back. I literally was the disappointment and the fear of not seeing everything that I had planned come to fruition. It really had me messed up. Like I hit, I, I hit the, the burden was so heavy and I hit the floor and I couldn't get myself up off the floor because I had all of this fear on me, all of these fear burdens on me that I couldn't get up. I couldn't get myself up and I had to eventually fight. I had to eventually get to a point. It was so heavy. I was so tired of being depressed. I was so tired of crying. I'm so tired of feeling sorry for myself. I was so tired of, of being fearful that I wasn't going to be anything in this world and be anything in life or be, or be able to accomplish anything in life that I had to fight for my freedom. And my first swing was me making the decision mentally thinking and making the decision that I was going to go to, to therapy. I thought, so that was my first freedom, freedom swing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to swing right here. This is my first freedom swing. It was thinking, oh man, I need help. So I'm not hindering my mind anymore. My mental was the biggest thing for me when it comes to fear. You think a lot of things about yourself that conjures up your fear. But for me, it was all mental. I was fearful of, I wasn't saying anything out loud, but I was definitely fearful of a lot of things when it comes to my plans in life. 
And my first way of freeing myself was thinking, I need to go get help. And I did. My second swing was me making my first therapy session. That's my act of freedom. Freedom to be no hindrance and restraint. So I start acting. And then my third swing was me not running away for what God what 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 the therapist was teaching me the tough sessions because in therapy she you know your therapist will attack your your character they they breaking you down to build you back up sometimes and my first swing was sticking in acting you know holding my place like okay I just got swung on like 15 times but I'm still standing because I want to be free and I'm gonna win this fight and my fourth swing was putting the work my therapist therapist instructed into action speaking positive things over myself acting differently having different reactions thinking differently about myself and it has been great so you know now I'm in a place and I say all this to say and I wanted to talk about fear because you know as a a, a woman in this world as a woman of color in this world and as a woman of color who is also married to a male of color fear is something that we just experience as black people it's something it's something that we experience we have the fear some of us have the fear of going to the grocery store now we have the fear of raising our kids in this world we have a fear of not having enough to be all that we can be and we have we're in a land of the free and the land of the brave and all of that type of stuff but sometimes we are not free and sometimes we do not feel the bravest you know we're fearful you know but i believe that facing that fear and getting to the bottom of it will cause me to be free. And I'm going to be honest, since I've had therapy, I've been so free. I'm not allowing for the world and all of its expectations and all of its limitations to jump on me and cause me to be fearful of everything. And, you know, God wants us to be free. I want to be free in God's word. I want to be free in God's purpose that he has for my life. I don't want to allow for fear to threaten that. Or cause me to be in danger and, and painful. I want to be free. I want to act and speak and think with no restraint or no hindrance. Because I know that God is always with me. So I encourage you to get to the bottom of your your fear. So you can find your freedom. We all need to be free. We all are meant to live in this world free. With no restraint. And no hindrance, right? And the only way we can do that is by facing our fear. So I encourage you to tap in and figure out what your fear is all about. What causes fear in your life? And if you have multiple different fears, hey, honey, tackle one at a time. Don't do them all at the same time. You can do um nothing. No fear is too big or too small. If your fear is I'm scared to apply to this job, work on the application, work on the resume first. Then go through the application. Read the application first and see how it's going. And then take your steps. Like I said, I was swinging first. The first thought is I'm going to I'm going to work on my my resume. That's the first swing. Right? The thought. The second screen swing is, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go online and read the application process. That's the act. That's the act. Okay? And you say I'm going to finish it. 
that's the speaking and it's an existence. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, you know, your fear, no fear is too big or too small. And when you decide that you want to take that step towards your freedom, I'm here cheering you on and we are going to do it. Okay. That was a cheer. <laughs> we are going to do it. So I just want to thank you guys so much for coming back every week. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and RageRoyceNetworks.com where you can listen to all our episodes. And also, don't forget to follow me, Alexis A. McCoy, and Alana Fuss, A-L-O-N-A-F-U-S-S on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. On all of those platforms, it's the same name. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And don't forget that slaying for you is the best lifestyle to live. Have a good day. Bye.